Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. What's going on, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Is everyone joining in? I'm, uh, let's see what we got here. One known as Anthony Pogba Jr. I see 156796. Happy to see you. Welcome to... Um, joining in the show i'm excited for today's episode because uh, we got a very special guest by the name of imani dorsey who just joined in and imani i'm going to call you in in just a moment i'm going to go through a little bit of the intro here so we can get straight into it so what's going on everyone and welcome to another episode of the hashtag ask a soccer pro show episode 106 i'm your host 12 year pro mls cup champion mls comeback player of the year uc davis hall of fame member black players for change founder and msl coach quincy ameriqua and you might be asking yourself what is the msl those of you in the msl legion already know what it is but for those of you who are joining in for the first time that's what we're here to discuss and break down every thursday 6 p.m pst 9 p.m est here live on the perfect underscore soccer instagram account the mental strength league i'm in your head uh, drop them i'm in your head emojis there below uh shout out uh pogba jr giving me the perfectsoccerskills.com slash subscription link. Let me pin that below. Uh, MSL Legion members, drop them I'm in your head emojis below. Um, for those of you who are just tuning into this frequency, the hashtag frequency, it's a game of mental 40 chess, one where you're either an aware and an active participant or you are a pawn in the game steady getting played. Now, what is the MSL? It is the mindset you need to accomplish your goals why should you have this mindset so you can learn how to learn and why learn how to learn so you can know how and when you are stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it. When does this mindset start? The moment you decide to take responsibility for where you are, even if where you are isn't your fault and put forth a plan to learn what you need to, to continue forward. So if you are too, or if, so if you are ready for today's episode, I'm going to need you guys to spam that heart button as i'm waving hello to everybody in here and drop below what you're excited for about today's episode and while i do that we will get our guest of honor uh amani dorsey here in the live so let's see spam that heart button timmy pig what's going on england for uh england 2130 dropping the i'm in your head emoji joe jackson yo What's up? How are you? I'm doing well. We're making progress every single day, and I'm super juiced to see you right now. Yeah, let's have a good conversation. Uh, I know. Uh, are you sure you haven't seen enough of me as of these last couple of months? I've clearly I haven't. Why else would I be here? I love that. That's a great answer. 
Awesome. So, Amani, I'm going to give a little bit of a background uh, for those who are joining in who might not know about you, and I will not be doing you justice. So, please, um, <laughs> after I uh, give a little bit of a background, please fill in any gaps uh, that I'm sure to miss. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Amani Dorsey, and I got some of my notes up here, right, is an American professional soccer player who currently plays for Sky Blue FC of the National Women's Soccer League. She attended Our Lady of Good Counsel Catholic High School out in Maryland. And in college, she played for Duke University. Um, in 2018, you joined Sky Blue FC, and you've been with them for the entirety of your career so far. You've got, you're going into your fourth year of professional yes. soccer. Okay. And um, you are also a board member, an executive board member of Black Women's Players Collective. Correct? Yep. That's okay. also true. Okay, so I know there's way more to the the legend of <laughs> Amani that is that is building right now. Uh, what are what are some other things that I'm I'm uh, leaving out that uh, that you would use to describe who you are and what you stand for? Yeah, so I've involved in a lot of things um, since becoming a pro. In college, but more so, I'm really proud of kind of the advocacy that I've been a part of since becoming a pro. So, um, I am an athlete ally, professional ambassador. I am um, a voice in sport leader. I am also um, on the executive board of another nonprofit called Girls Leading Girls, which is about empowering um, young girls and bringing more women into sport, um, into soccer, and for coaching. I am also um, I was an environmental science and policy major at Duke, and I did an on um, the socioeconomic implications of um, hog farm, like renewable energy on hog farms in eastern North Carolina. Um, so that's something climate change and environmental justice super important to me as well. Um, I work very closely with my team on community outreach, and uh, we partnered with the New Jersey Institute for Social Justice, and we're um, working on some projects with them and like other groups around New Jersey. Um, yeah, like just becoming becoming a pro, I've learned a lot about what's important to me um, on and off the field. And those are just a couple of other things involved with right now. See, just a couple, just giving us a little taste. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you today. And uh, uh, not only talk a bit about all the things that you're a part of and the things that you're passionate about, many of which I'm just hearing for the first time, the environmental science uh, stuff and climate change as well too. Um, what we talk about here, especially on the show, is the MSL, the Mental Strength League, the developing and building a mentality that allows you to go into any vertical, any industry that you want and, and dominate, because that sounds like exactly what you're doing right now, right? Um, going in and, and really immersing yourself in it and being open to learning and and growing. I think that was something that really stood out to me when we first got connected. And uh, I really liked your approach and your mentality. And that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show today to kind of break that down a little bit for our audience so they can learn as well too, because that's really what we, uh, we talk about here every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. And um, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to get into into the mentality aspect of it. So so what, how, how would you describe your mentality and how did you, how did you develop it over the years? 
that's a great question. It's a broad question, so I can go a lot of different directions with it. But I feel like when I first think about mentality, I think about what I feel like I bring to the sport of soccer and it translates on and off the field. So for me, um, I've always felt like I'm a very versatile player. I can do a lot of things very well. Um, and that's been great for me in my development. But at certain points, I feel like um, I needed kind of that extra push from my coaches um, or something to kind of have like that little more grit or um, or like mental fortitude to get through things. And I think because growing up, soccer was felt like e almost easy. I think um, once I got to college and once I um, became a professional, I um, went through a lot more ups and downs in my career and that just made me stronger and it made me grittier. Um, so I think over the years, if I were initially, if I were to, to describe my mentality, it'd be um, probably like composed is the word that I would use. Um, and that's a great word and I still live by that. I still like to define my play myself as a player that knows how to get out of tight situations and thinking about the game um, one, two steps ahead. But um, to take it to the next level, as we're talking about, it's really about how can you use that composure and um, use the passion that you have for the sport um, to push past kind of those barriers that you over that um, everybody has to overcome. Okay. I like, okay. I like that. And uh, okay. So let's, let's test the composure, right. And your ability to navigate out of tight situations, right. Uh, something we talk a lot about on uh, the show here is what got you here won't get you there. Right. So sometimes your greatest strength eventually come, becomes your greatest weakness. And, and that's kind of what I hear when you're saying, Hey, I'm naturally composed. Things tend to be easier for me. And when I got to the professional level, that that's something that coaches would have to lean on me in order to improve and get that grit, as you said, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what, what do you put in place to motivate yourself uh, to overcome your own shortcomings? Mm. That's a great question because I feel like a lot of, what I still work on and develop and what's most important for the my game is um, my own self-confidence and being able to go on the field and understand what I know is expected of me and how I know I'm going to execute that. Um, as I was talking about before, if things felt quote unquote like as a kid, um, it was because I, and I had the confidence and self-assurance in myself, but I think, my freshman year of college, I got, um, when I got to Duke, I was playing center forward and I am not, a, I'm not really a center forward. I'm not like going to hold the ball up and be bodied off the ball. I'm not like the most physical player on the field. So that was like a change for me. Um, the physicality of the college game um, really kind of took me by surprise. And that was the first kind of moment where I needed to um, kind of step up and find how I'm going to make an impact in this game that's different from what I was used to. Um, and I think in those moments, especially in a heightened environment, in a college environment where you're expected to perform and your coach is expecting you to perform and expected to win, expected to put goals in the back of the net to win, it was a new type of pressure that I wasn't used to. And I was 
so used to my coaches being um, not really getting like harsh criticism from my coaches or getting criticism and knowing like the pressure behind, associated behind it and the expectations to perform. And that really only came in college. Um, and so I felt like I realized that I was relying a lot on what my coaches were, were telling me and what feedback my coaches were giving me. So like if I'm getting concerns from my coaches, that means I know that I'm doing well and that's good. Or if I'm not hearing anything or if they're being harder on me, um, my confidence would tank. And it was just this up and down roller coaster that was not great for me because I, I was operating off of the words that my coaches would give me instead of what I knew to be true about myself. Um, and that was something that I learned my freshman year. And I felt like I continued to grow throughout college and um, it's helped me instrumentally as a pro. And, but it's still something that I have to work incredibly hard on because the mental game, it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in your head and how hard you can be on yourself. And, um, it always comes back to, I always come back to being able to trust myself and my instincts because I've always said I'm at my best when I'm intuitive on the field and then I'm not like thinking through a million things. I'm just acting and responding because I trust myself and I trust what I can do on the field because I've, I've done the work to get there. Um, and instead of relying or um, waiting on every word my coach says to me or may not say, I don't let that like affect how I'm going to perform or on the field. I love that. I love that. Okay. I, I, uh, I love the journey you take us on because you can take it in any direction, right? And there's many variables to the game and there's many decisions that you have to make in, in, at any moment in the game. That's and if you look at, sorry, when we might've lost her a bit. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I don't know if your internet is is uh, too high level. You're we're losing you through the connection because you, you're given too much data. Too much. <laughs> yeah, it was the beginning of your question. Well, that's all right. Um, uh, what I was saying, what I was saying was, well, let me let me back back up because. Right. There are many there are many individuals who are here on the in the live who are saying I can relate. I've been told to play center four before when I'm a midfielder and defender. I still can't play. I still can't play center forward to save my life. LOL. And then uh, uh, other others were following and saying that they can definitely relate to those states of kind of the roller coaster of emotions like up and down and making and your confidence being external. That's kind of where you talked about the lesson that you learned was realizing that too much of your confidence was tied to the feedback from your coaches and those around you, right? External forces. And, and what we talk a lot about here on, in the MSL, right? The I'm in your head, the I'm in your head emojis is, is taking positivity and negativity and turning it into fuel to put your, push yourself forward. And we do that through the three S's of self-awareness. So self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. And those three, those three S's all start with self. And what I'm hearing from you is, you know, you, you got into kind of the, uh, you know, the Mr. Krabs meme space where you're like, what, where am I? What's going on? This isn't what I'm used to. Um, but it sounds like you, you did a self-assessment 
you looked internally and you said, okay, it's my responsibility to understand that confidence is within myself, but it's also tied to my willingness to prepare, my willingness to be open to criticism, my willingness to learn and, and show up ready to execute, but also ready to adapt if and when asked of me. 100%. Okay. And, um, and I love that because all of that is the hallmark of a successful professional athlete, right? And a lot of uh, a lot of the individuals who follow the show and have been a part of the community for for years now have been finding a way to develop their own process for self confidence, self worth, and and growth. And um, something that I think is extremely um, crucial to long-term success because we talked about the long-term winner's mindset here right is is being open to criticism and and um knowing that it's part of the process and that's something that i definitely saw from you in our through our uh partnership with the black women's players collective and the uh, u.s soccer foundation uh, mini pitch initiative and project that we've that we've come together and and launched and and been working on how has how has what you've learned on the soccer field and that mentality translated into the success you guys are finding as an organization and and kind of the the lessons you've had to learn quickly on the fly building an organization as historic as uh the B, uh, BWPC yeah i mean what i'm starting to realize is the lessons that you learn on the field are even same problems that you're going to have to overcome in some way, like off the field or in place environment. I mean, the first thing that I think of is just communication, um, being able to accurately explain what it is that you need to get done and how you're going to be organized to get it done. That's been something that um, our organization has been working tirelessly on and still is trying to figure out the best way get information to everyone to communicate our message to people working with. Um, I feel like I've learned that a lot of these projects come together by just being able to get on the same page. And that takes just a lot of getting to know the people that you're working with, um, understanding where they're coming from, understanding what their values are and trying to find a way um, to make sure that your values align. That in a lot of ways is very similar to, just trying to develop a team culture and team chemistry, even just on a smaller level, like a connection with um, players that you're closest to on the field. Like um, as a left back now, I think of left forward or when I was playing left, how, how important it was to have a strong connection with your outside back or your outside forward. And um, being able to kind of work through difference on a team level, um, push to push past any adversity, um, for that common goal. I mean, that was kind of the biggest thing that I took away from my college experience. I was so heavily invested in the team's, um, in the team's success. And through that, I was able kind of to realize it was a way for me to hold myself accountable. I'm like, okay, if I want the team to do great, if I want my team to succeed and our team to um, do as good as it can, then I know that I have to be 
um, eating well and I have to be sleeping right and I have to be getting my work done and I have to be completely present in training and making sure I'm getting the most out of training and getting the most out of my teammates. And that was an incredible because it, it took my game to the next level. But I think coming into a professional environment that is still, that's not always the case. I, I'm glad to say that Sky Blue has an incredible where I think the girls like truly genuinely care about each other and want for one another. And that's something that I'm very thankful for. Um, but as a pro, when you're getting that feedback, um, it's another level of accountability that you have to have for yourself and another level of expectations that you have to have for yourself. And um, just kind of being able to operate in that space um, for now, going on four seasons, has been incredibly helpful to understand what I'm capable of um, as a board member for the BWPC and kind of understanding um, what I need to be able, what I need to do to help my team be successful and what it is that I need on my end to make sure that we're able to put out the best we possibly can. I love that. Okay, so you're given a bunch of gems and I know the the fans are loving it. I'm seeing a lot of people join in here on the live. I see the NWSL joining in, showing you some love um, on uh yes the yeah the nwsl account joined in showing some love um we've got a lot of more a lot more people dropping in and they're just soaking up the knowledge if anyone has any direct questions for amani please drop them in the the question box below or in the feed here and i will pull from them as they come in it's funny because you know i've been doing this for a while so when i i, I got a good little uh read and pulse of the audience and when they're yeah. soaking up the information, less questions come into the uh, into the channel, right? <laughs> so it's just spam hearts and lack of questions. So they're all ears right now, and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys got any specific questions, uh, please drop them in. And while uh, we wait on some of those to come in, um, let's let's back up and. I'll ask, so what are, what's a, a fun or what's a fun story or something that, uh, something that's happened over the course of uh, your time with BWPC that has uh, a lesson learned or, you know, or something completely random that could, doesn't have, you know what I mean? Like what's something that's really, that's caught you by surprise through your, through your, through the process um, that you, that you would love, that you would like to share? With BWPC or just like as a, any way you want to take it okay let me let me, let me i'm plenty of fun stories i like to think of kind of just like great moments that i've had um and i and they're a product of being a pro or being in the um lifestyle that i'm in and i just remember um one moment on the field that I like to talk about a lot was my first away game as a pro. So I came in midway through my season or midway through Sky Blue season when after I got drafted because I still had to finish school. Um, so my first professional game was, I guess, like June, July. And my first away game was in Orlando and um, at Exploria Stadium. And that's just like a crazy cool stadium to play in. I mean... I had just played there in the College Cup, like, 
um, a couple months prior. And but the level was just entirely different for a professional game. And I remember um, playing against the Pride for the first time, and literally it was like Alex Morgan and Sydney Larue, like all of these incredible players that I'm playing against, and. Um, just kind of being starstruck by that and being like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> Even just like showing up to my first day and Carly Wood being there. And it's just like, I've looked up to Carly for years and now I consider her like a great teammate. It's surreal, quite honestly. And I think it's something that's very special in this game in sport in general to be able to play with the people that you have looked up to for almost your entire childhood. Um, but I, there was a moment in the Orlando game where we were down one nothing, and and Orlando had a corner. And literally, I'm like, okay, who could they possibly be seeing? And, and Marta comes on the field. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, this is real life. And um, I end up having to, like, they go to do a short corner, and I go out to try to fall back, and I'm – and Marta's on the ball, just kind of, like, dancing on the ball. And I remember standing there being like, okay, I'll just don't get Meg. Like, that will be all over every <laughs> social media account. Like, don't get Meg, like, whatever you do. Um, and I remember that was just, like, that was a moment, I think, where I was like, oh, my God. It's the coolest thing. <laughs> like, so cool. Be able to even, like, compete and be on the same like, these women is something. I will forever cherish. Um, okay, no, I love that. That's that's really cool, and I appreciate you sharing that because uh, it makes me it, it it makes me laugh. It makes me smile because it's like, okay, what you're thinking about in that moment, you're like, wait, oh wait, I'm here. I'm 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 at this level. This is where I'm at. This is real. Um, let's get to work, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, how long was it until? maybe kind of that the starstruck nature wore off and you real you're like, Hey, I, I've earned my, my, my right to be here. I'm at this level. Um, Marta, you got to be worried about me, Megan, you No, that's the way around. That's a great question because when I described that moment, I, I heavily focus on the seconds that I'm thinking this because it was seconds, but it felt like forever because it was such a cool moment. Um, but yes, like when I'm in that game, I, the most special part about that was like, I'm playing with these incredible players because I deserve to be on this field and I've earned my spot on this field and I'm going to make a mark and, um, make my impact. And I think that's like, that was the coolest moment for me to be like, it's not like you don't belong here. If you belong here, you're, you can play with these and you can compete and you can thrive and succeed. Um, and it was, I think, as I got drafted and knowing I was coming in late and even just, I didn't even know if I wanted to go into the NWSL like, heading into my season. Um, so to be able to get, get drafted fifth overall and then come in and start playing, um, I knew that all I wanted to prove myself and be like, you prove to my team that I belong, that I belong here and and I can play with you guys, and I want to help the team be better. Um, so that was a moment where I was like, no, like you, it was, a, it was a moment, a brief moment, but it was like, 
you've earned your keep and you can you you belong here and i think that was a a very special moment yeah i love that um all right so we've got a couple of the questions have started to come in now i got the audience they were like oh yeah that's true i'm i'm taking all i'm taking in all this information let me see uh some questions that i got for Monty here so we've got um the one known as Anthony had asked, what was the biggest challenge you had to endure when working on being a pro soccer player? That's a great question because it is something that is ongoing, um, definitely. But I would definitely start with just the transition from college to pro. I think in general, it's a very quick transition. Um, as I was saying, I came in late. I um, finished my senior year, but most players right now are, are not. They're um, either finished graduating in um, fall to be able to join the team officially in the spring. And it's just a super quick turnaround. You're, I just remember like missing my team so much and being thrown into the team environment um, and trying to kind of understand the culture and the way things work even just like the boring like details of like when you at how you ask for training and or for treatment and um like what do people do like on off day literally just like all of those things it's so crucial to um developing an environment that you're comfortable in that you feel like you succeed in because a big thing for me is um challenging myself and pushing myself out of my comfort zone on the training field but it's important for me to have stable comfortable environment off the field that I feel like safe in and a lot of times the professional environment doesn't really provide you can get traded at a moment's notice and and that my guaranteed contracts get cut at a moment's notice those were very intimidating things for me heading into the NWSL um and I think like that transition from like a very stable organized environment to something that really I was still trying to figure out um was very overwhelming on top of just like the higher level of competition, the high, the faster speed of play, like needing to be more and making decisions quicker. Like it was a lot going on in my head. And um, I think like what I realized that I needed in those moments was a lot more self-reflection as we've been talking about focusing on yourself. Um, I started journaling more. I started meditating more on what I needed mentally to get my best on the field. Um, and that was like another level of um, reflection that I needed to have for myself to be able to, to weather the ups and downs of the season, the ups and downs of um, how your team and club is being managed, the ups and downs of just like your personal performance on the field and the expectations you just have, your fans have, and you have for yourself. Like there's so many things that are constantly you're constantly bombarded with as a professional and it's being able to find like your center and your peak just through the midst of all of that just just speaking pure facts out here for everybody <laughs> no I, I i love it um so we got uh we've got another question in here from ic156796 right she had she had asked um, and shout out her bio because in her bio, um, I don't know if you'd saw on my, my feed, she had sent a question into my DMs and I had, uh, had uh, responded and let her know that she should definitely join in and on today's episode. Um, 
to yes. hear you speak. So it's great to see her in and asking a question. Um, she's got future billionaire in her bio and that was, yes. And I, that, 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 that spoke to me. So uh, her question was, uh, how do yeah, how do you feel? How did you feel when you first played in the NWSL? Were you happy, excited, or nervous? Yes. Or all so my, yeah. My <laughs> NWSL game was, um, I started against the Washington spirit and I was I was so excited, like so excited because I had felt great during training, like a couple weeks that I had been there and um, the team was excited for me. Like everybody was before the game was like, how are you feeling? Like, what's um, like, are you ready? Blah, blah, blah. But I was just so excited to um, to kind of make my mark and not necessarily, I don't mean that in like a, I'm going to score a million goals or like I'm going to everybody up. Like I feel like not at all like that. Like it's such a, it was such a moment of um, gratitude and respect to be in the position that I was and to be able to step fans and play for them and play for it for a new team. Um, I just had so much um, like, yeah, I was just excited. And I mean, if I was, if I was, I was surely nervous, but like all I can remember was how excited I was and how I just wanted to run the entire game. I was like, <laughs> run the rest will come into play. I I don't remember ever having touches or passes that game. They weren't terrible because I started the next game, but it, it worked out. But I just, I remember just being so excited to be on that field and to be able to help. I love that. So, uh, I blacked out. Now I, <laughs> I covered. I covered ten miles, but I don't. I don't remember. Did I touch the ball? I don't know. That was just remember. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. So I definitely. I want to be respectful of your time. I know we got a couple more questions here, um, but. Uh, Let's see. There was okay. So actually, one question came in. I'm going to ask it uh, after this one because I feel like it's a good segue into the next question. So Joe Jackson Eleven had asked, "Are you doing anything outside of soccer to prepare for the future after your career?" That's a great question because that's like super important to me. Mm -hmm. um, so initially, like as I had mentioned before. I didn't know if I wanted to play in the NWSL. Um, for me, a big part, um, just like the semi-guaranteed contracts and being traded at a moment's whim, like those, um, the lack of stability was very nerve-wracking to me. So I always felt like I needed, um, not necessarily a backup, but I needed to know what I wanted to do off the field. And that's been my education has been incredibly important to me from the beginning with soccer and I knew soccer would be an opportunity for me to get a good education. And that's why a lot of the reason I chose Duke, a lot of the reason um, that I pursued my studies like pretty heavily. Well, um, but yeah, like my, after my first season um, with Sky Blue, I did an internship with the League of Conservation team down in DC since I'm from Maryland. Um, environmental science is super important to me and, it's something that um, I hope to develop more so and learn more a bit about the policy aspects and the um, 
the legality of what it will take to fight climate um, climate change in a way that is um, protecting people that the, our most vulnerable people who will be most heavily by a lot of these implications. And um, so a lot of the work that I'm doing right now with the PWPC and a lot of community outreach and social justice work that I'm doing is, even though it's not specific to like environmental science or policy, it's very important for me to understand nonprofits work and um, what it looks like to make change happen in your own way. I think that's been super um, important for me just moving forward because it's giving me skills that I didn't even realize that like I, um, not that I didn't know that I needed, it was just that I didn't, I knew that I needed them. I didn't know how to go achieve them or go, go get them. So pursuing these paths has been um, incredibly eye-opening and a great way for me to have like new experiences that will definitely um, hopefully open doors after my career in some, but yeah, I mean, I plan to get a master's in something really or go to law most likely going to be a master's like way too expensive, but those are definitely, I keep in the back of my mind. I'm um, constantly aware of because as much as I love soccer and I love the sport, I know that things can change at a moment's notice. And I, I want to be um, a well-rounded person who can um, be ready to leave the sport if need be. So. Uh, okay. I love that. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of takeaways there and a lot of, things I want to make sure the audience grabbed out of that. One of those, because that we talk about a lot is your, your career is going to end one day. Hopefully it's 30 years from now after you've had a long career and lots of endorsements and made lots of money and, and, <laughs> and traveled the world. Right. But even if you hit that, that, that dream we all have, it will end one day. And it's important to be a well-rounded person, a well-rounded human for when that day comes. And if it happens to be much shorter than you were expecting, then even more important that you're developing those skills while you're not on the, while you're not on the field. And um, I think something that stood out that you had said was, you know, I, I knew I needed the skills or I, but I, I didn't necessarily know how I was going to go about acquiring them. Um, yep something we speak a lot about here is make mistakes, right? Just try stuff because at, at the very least, if you just try things, maybe you look dumb. Sometimes everyone who accomplished something great looked dumb in the beginning or in the short term or for a little while, you know, but through those experiences and trying stuff, you learn, you build and you grow. And that's how you develop those experiences to better understand what it is you want to do. Uh, but more importantly, what it is that you don't want to do. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I really, I guess I relate and resonate with uh, that approach, um, especially when you're saying, you know, not necessarily backup plan, but what we talk a lot about here is even if you do everything right and you apply all the time and all the effort and all the energy you need to, to be the best soccer player you can possibly be, you still have plenty of time outside of that to develop a, yes to develop a skill to get further educated to improve uh what it is that uh that you want to do and i love hearing that you know education was extremely important to you we talk about that a lot here um that's what's going to give you maximum opportunity um so you 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 you're you're speaking to you're speaking to our platform uh, definitely here <laughs> um, 
So the the one that I the another question that had come in that I thought would be a really great transition from from that from that question from Joe Jackson, which was an awesome one. Thank you, Joe. Was from underscore Pogba Jr. Right, and uh, he had asked, uh, "Were you mentally prepared at all for the life changing moments this would bring?" So with with everything that's happened and the speed at which um, you've you've pretty much been like. Uh, driven into the limelight in many regards, not only on the field, but off the field. Um, do you feel you're mentally prepared for that? And if so, how? And if not, how are you um, handling it? What are some things that you're doing to to kind of keep yourself centered as like what you kind of referenced uh, earlier in the conversation? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question because I think it, it gets the um kind of the crux of athletes are always working to be ready for that moment and i felt like when that moment came in many ways i was ready i felt like i was ready um tactically technically um i deserved to be on that field and i deserved to be on that um but in many ways the parts of me the more introverted parts of me are not necessarily um, ready to like have hundreds, hundreds of thousands of fans looking at like watching me at Portland or something or diving into my media or something. I'm not saying like hundreds of thousands of people are falling, not happening, but like <laughs> for I, um, I'm much more of an introverted person. Like, oh my gosh, that's like definitely a different aspect of the game um, that is not really there in college and kind of learning to make that my own and understand um, how I, how much, honestly, joy in, um, like, it's just, it's become such an important part of me because the women's side, especially, I feel like is so much about the way for the next generation. And a lot of that is, um, interacting with the next generation and kind of um, being a role model and um, connecting with people. It's so much community and I'm so grateful for the NWSL and their fans and our fans because there's such a, um, there's such a supportive community really want to lift us up. And um, I think I, I wasn't expecting that because I'm just so used to seeing um, other, other, especially like male leagues, um, like the end of NFL or NBA, just seeing like all the hate out there, I was, like that is not something that I'm ready for. That is not I want to be a part of. Still, very much I'm like I do not want to be like thrown into like Twitter storms or anything. Um, but being ready for a, an extra level of critique, I think, was something that I wasn't ready for, and I think something that I struggled with a lot my second year in the league after of the year i remember all the questions i were like from reporters and from and everything were like how are you gonna follow up like your rookie year season like blah 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 and i i remember i remember being so caught off guard by that and i don't know why i was caught off guard like because it's like a logical question for a reporter to ask or like a typical question for ask if you're if you win like how are you gonna follow it up the year um and i was struggling th with that so and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I have to be this, 
I have to outperform myself or whatever. And I think what I realized was just like, well, the, the reason I won that because I was just trying to do the best I could on the field and it had to be enough to be rookie of the year. Um, and at the end of the day, you're just trying to do your best to help your team win. Is um, Maybe like the awards or the accolades, quote unquote, like come and go. And that's just something that you have to be um, okay with because that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is to win and to grow as an individual and to kind of hire the next generation. And I think um, those are all the things that I have always been important to me, but it, 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 um, learning how to kind of block out kind of the other like noise that found that was kind of distracting me from, um, the pure joy work that I, that I find in our fans and in just playing. So. No, I love that. Um, I love that because, you know, what we what we speak to here is, you know, the truth is true whether you believe it or not. And mm -hmm. if you're working on the right things and you're doing them with the right intentions for a long enough duration of time, accolades, awards, quote unquote, success will result. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. Um, if you keep going, right? And I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of aspiring pros and players want the accolades and the awards right now. So they're, they're taking shortcuts and they're, they're cutting corners to try to try to, to get those awards right now. Right. And I think what we really focus here on is saying, look, focus on doing, uh, doing the right things well, and the awards and the accolades should come as a result. And what you'll realize is those who get the awards and accolades tend to be the ones who aren't focused on them. Exactly. They're, yeah. They're, and and, um, and it's, that's a mentality, right? And, and that's making that shift to, to preferring delayed gratification over instant gratification. And uh, when we're talking about preparing that next generation – um, I see a lot of what we do here on the perfect soccer platform as the, the means of, of, of helping facilitate that, right? There's, there's a, there's a young boy, a young girl somewhere out here, eight years old, nine years old, 12 years old, 14. They want to get to where you're at today, right? But one thing that can get lost on that generation is they only see the accolades, they see the awards, they see the highlight tape, they see the, 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 you know, the commercial, the dope commercial content. And even those things require years and years of work and planning and logistics to make that, that, that moment happen. Yeah. Right. So uh, I really appreciate you kind of, you sharing your thought process, your approach and, and how, how you being here today is a result of the work you've done over years executing on your thought process and your approach. And, um, you know, I, I know there's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of people out there who watch this and listen to this on replay because you know, the replay goes up live the following Tuesday. Right. And, uh, we got to make sure of, uh, of letting everybody know how they can get the, uh, the clips and breakdown of the show. 
But this is something that people should be studying and they will be studying. And I know you said earlier, you know, hey, hundreds of thousands of people, they're not following you yet. But hey, keep keep on the road you're going and uh, that won't be the case. Right. And I, I think uh, I think, like I said, the legend that is building right now, um, I'm happy to to, you know, play a little part in it and see see your growth and 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 see. Yeah, see how the work you're doing will create impact, not only now, but for the next generation of, of, uh, of, of boys and girls who are, who, um, who are going to be looking up to you the same way that you're looking up to the Martas and the Alex Morgans that you were talking about when you're on the field. So um, I really, uh, I really appreciate you joining in on the show today. Um, uh, I, I see everybody spam the heart button there. Um, I know that they've really enjoyed it as well too. Uh, I think before you go, do you have any questions for me? Do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to promote or let everybody know or anything? I mean, first and foremost, like, thank you for having me. I really admire you. And since I've been getting to know you, it's um, been a pleasure working with you. And I've learned a lot from you already in what you guys are doing at the BPC. And I'm so excited for what we're able to do together, the WPC and BPC. Um, and thank you to everybody who submitted questions, who's watched. Um, I learn a lot from the people who I, so I'm always like, thank you for that. So thank you guys. Um, follow the BWPC on Instagram, Twitter, always shouting, shouting them out. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> thing. <laughs> awesome. No problem. All right. Well, um, Oh, I, I, um, I just became aware today you guys are having, you have a, a fund, right? Are you guys raising money? Yes. It's, um, we have a GoFundMe link that is, um, live now. And if you go to the BWPC, um, black women's black W player collective, um, our Instagram, you can find the link to that. Okay, dope. I'll, uh, make sure that that's added in the show notes as well as all the follow-up clips. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go follow the, the Instagram account, follow them on Twitter, um, follow them on their website and uh, donate, get involved and reach out with any questions or anything um, that you guys are interested in. Uh, Amani, again, thank you very much for joining in on the show. I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future like work that we'll do together. And uh, anytime you want to stop by, we'll, we're happy to have you. Appreciate it. This is a good conversation. Very good reflective conversation. So I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, anytime. That, hey, I told you I'm an MSL coach. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Imani. All right. Take care, Quincy. Bye. Bye. All right. Huge shout out to Imani for joining on. Um, you know, I've gotten to work with her um, through the BWPC and BPC initiatives and projects that we've been doing the last couple of months and the, the partnership between our organizations. Uh, she's been doing an amazing job over there as well as everybody else uh, on the team. Um, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm even realizing now we just recently did the, um, the mini pitch announcement out in... Um, out in Hoth, outside San Diego. Yeah, so Earl Edwards Jr., his pitch just got launched out um, near his 
hometown and Amani was there for the, the grand opening of that as well too. So she's been doing some amazing impactful work and um, I'm very juiced and happy that she was able to join us for episode 106. So if you guys haven't been following Amani, make sure you go check out uh, her account and everything she's up to. And, um, and I'm seeing everybody spam that heart button. So appreciate everybody for joining in. Um, a L V E R I A crump. I gave some, you know, the Jesus, not the Jesus or the prayer hands, a heart emoji and a soccer ball. Uh, Pogba jr. Has said, I wasn't prepared for that combo. It was amazing. I'm happy to hear that blew your socks off. Um, yeah, I'm just all everyone spam that heart button. I appreciate that. Um, that was a, an awesome conversation. Um, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm just glad we're, we're able to, to do that. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining in, um, for today's episode. Um, as you know, we go live every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST on the at perfect underscore soccer Instagram account. We get the uh, replay of this show published over on perfectsoccerskills.com uh, next Tuesday, so following so in four days. So um, if you miss the live show, you got to wait a couple days before you get any of the replay. Um, so goes it if you uh we want we want to reward those who are showing up tuning in live and um those who tune in live are able to get their questions answered and and uh what else what else oh make sure you guys check the i forgot who's the most recent episode episode 42 of the perfect soccer podcast got released on monday over on the site uh we've got a really dope project drop in here soon um with bpc to round out black history month that i'm excited for that uh those of you who are love exclusivity and uh want to own some history should definitely be on the lookout for that because that one's going to be pretty dope um yeah, Joe Jackson said the Perfect Soccer subscription. For those of you who haven't gotten your subscription, make sure to head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash subscription and see what comes along with that. A lot of gems are coming with that subscription. Um, um, oh, yeah. Okay. Joe also said he caught the live yesterday with Marisa Du over on the BPC account. That was an awesome conversation. Yo, Joe, the fact that you were able to make that, uh, lucky you, bro. And the reason why I say that is because, unfortunately, the replay got deleted. So we weren't able to save that conversation. And I'm super disappointed in that because it was a, it was a really good one. Um, I, I got a lot of takeaways from that. And um, it was disappointing, but better things will come from it. Um. Oh yeah, just said. Oh no, yeah. But hey, oh yeah. Uh, Kool Aid voice, Kool Aid man voice. Uh, you got to be in attendance. That's why I, I really am encouraging everyone. Make sure you turn in, tune into the live shows because you never know. Technical difficulties might happen, and you might miss out on a a monumental, just next level, MSL extravaganza conversation. Um. 
Yeah, just I missed the first 20 minutes, sadly, but at least I got to be there. Hey, you showed up. Um, and I appreciate that. But um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. I really appreciate everybody joining in, um, all the feedback and all the questions. If, uh, if you guys have any questions or um, are wanting to get connected with any of the initiatives or projects or things that Amani was talking about today, make sure to head a, uh, send an email to contact at perfectsoccerskills.com so we can uh, get you connected and that information over to you. But uh, that is it for today's episode. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate everybody for joining in. And as always, you guys know what it is. I am in your head. I'm in your head. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode.